Hey everyone, and welcome to the Bible Breakdown Podcast. In this podcast, we will be breaking down the Bible one chapter a day. Whether you are a new believer or have been following Christ for a while, we believe that you will learn something new and fresh every single day. So thank you for joining us, and let's get into breaking down the Bible together. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Bible Breakdown Podcast with your host, Pastor Brandon. And today, another Bible Breakdown Extra. Man, I, I really enjoy these. And as I told you before, every 15th and 30th day, we take a break. And it reminds me of when I was a teenager, and after church on Sunday nights, people would gather around my dad, and we would just start asking questions. And sometimes he would answer them himself. Sometimes he, someone else would have an answer. And we would just talk about God's Word and what God was doing in our lives. And it was just amazing. That's what I picture us doing every 15th and 30th of the month is we just take a moment, kind of gather around, you know, the front of the church at the end of the day, or maybe gather around a campfire if that's more your thing. My thing is to gather around a coffee table with a cup of coffee and just talk about God's word, how things are going. And my prayer is as you read God's word, you're going to have those days when you're like, well, that was great. Praise the Lord. You know, and then you have those days when, wow, that was great. You know, God really spoke to me in that. And always make sure you're going to our Facebook group at Bible Breakdown Discussion and let us know what's going on. Also, you can go to my blog at brandoncannon.com and subscribe to my newsletter where I try to send out on Fridays just some resources that I'm coming up with and I see. And I watch a lot of YouTube videos for research and stuff. I'm more of a visual learner. And so even if I hear you, I like seeing you as well. And so that's why I end up you know, doing a lot of YouTube videos on those links. And it's just ways to do this Christian life and do it in a healthy way, right? And so that's what we want to do on this. And someone sent me a question. They got me going down the rabbit hole that I don't want to go down too far today, but I want to I want to give you something to think about for the next 15 days. And that is this. The question was this. How do I develop a biblical worldview? How do I develop a biblical worldview? Now, a basic definition of a biblical worldview is First of all, to figure out what a worldview is, right? So a worldview is a collection of presuppositions, convictions, and values which we use to understand the world around us. You know, rather than affecting selected areas, a worldview permeates every aspect of life. So in other words, it's how we see the world. How, you know, all the information that we get, social media, news, our grandma, you know, wherever... We take all of it and we put it through this filter and what comes out of it is how we see the world, right? We don't see things as they are. We see things as we are. And so we all have a worldview, how we see things. I don't know if you've ever done this before, but have you ever been looking at something and you start to describe it and then someone else starts to describe it and you start to go, are we looking at the same thing? <laughs> well, that happens to me all the time because I'm colorblind. And so I'm like, I'm pointing at an object and they're pointing at a color a lot of times. And so it's just, we all see things differently. Well, as Christians, we are supposed to be looking at the world through a biblical worldview because Christ is our king. He wants the best thing for us. And so we want to see the world through his eyes. And so then the question becomes, how do I develop a biblical worldview? Well, as I got to looking at it, I got to looking and I saw where, you know, a statistic that says 51% of Americans say they have a biblical worldview. So that's already kind of horrible, right? It's like 51%. So that's great, right? But let's listen to this. But those who claim to have a biblical worldview, of those who do, so 51%, 48%, so almost all of them believe that faith should influence 
every aspect of life. So, okay. All right, so of those, most of those think that faith should, doesn't have to, it should influence that. Okay, 49% of them say that Scripture is most likely their source of guidance. 33% believe that humans are born with a sin nature and can be saved only through Christ, which is great. And then 47 believe, 47% believe that we will go to heaven after death because they have accepted Christ as their Savior. So not all the same things there, right? So like, how do we fix this? Because apparently just being a Christian doesn't automatically give you a biblical worldview, right? Just, that, that's just the way it is. Just like going to school doesn't automatically make you intelligent, right? You have to actually do something with it to make something happen. So I want to give you three simple but not simplistic answers to how to have a biblical worldview. And here's the thing, you need all three. You can get a portion of the way there with any one of these, but you will not get all the way there to where you can say, I have a biblical worldview. I'm confident that I see the world through the lens of Christ. You will not get there without all three of these together. And they are simple, but they are not always easy to do. And I bet you can already guess what they are. Here's the first one, and that is this. You must read your Bible every day and apply it. Now, if you miss a day, that's okay, okay? God is not up in heaven with a with a check counter, and if you miss you know, the check mark of the day, then he doesn't love you anymore. That's not it. You don't read the, the Bible so that God will love you. You read your Bible because God loves you, and you read your Bible because you want to get to know the God that loves you that much, right? So it's not, it's not out of you know, any weird measuring up thing, right? It's got nothing to do with that at all but rather because you have so many other influences. Like, I, I know, I know you're, you're probably looking at social media at least once a day. You're listening to the news or some other kind of influence once a day. You're listening to your, your spouse and you're arguing with them occasionally. If you have kids, you're probably interacting with them occasionally. Coworkers, all this kind of stuff. And so now, if you're the person who has absolutely no interaction with anything, then you maybe don't need to read your Bible every day. You might be fine, okay? <laughs> and that's not, you know, then you've also got your internal, you know, tape that's always playing and your own thoughts and fears and all that stuff. It's not going to act like all those even exist right now, even though they do. But because you have a constant influx of other voices, you need the voice of God in your ear every single day as well. Now, once again, if you miss a day, God still loves you. But... It is for your benefit that you read God's Word every day, which is why I promote reading one chapter a day. Now, if you can do more and soak it in, absolutely, but at least one chapter a day, slowly soak it in, and then don't forget the second part. You develop a biblical worldview by reading God's Word every day and applying it. Now, not every chapter, you're going to be able to apply it like practically, you know, if we're reading through the book of Leviticus, you don't have to go kill a bird. <laughs> but the idea of the concept, the principles of God's word, you know, in Leviticus, they would sacrifice as an act of worship. And so the lesson of that day is on the right time and it's appropriate. We worship. But there's other places that it does give practical information on how we live our lives. And so when it goes for it, we, we do it. And that's why we do the SOAP Bible study method so that we are on the lookout 
for principles that we can apply to our life. And so here's number one. If you want to have a biblical worldview, you read God's word every day and apply it. Here's number two. Number two is go to church and go to a church that encourages systematic biblical preaching. Now, what do I mean by that? Now, make sure you hear me. Okay. Disclaimer. Pastor Brandon likes all different kinds of preaching. Like you, you would think I was weird by knowing the different types of preachers that I enjoy listening to, right? I'm a junkie. Like I'm kind of bought in the whole idea, but here's the thing. When it comes to developing a biblical worldview, I have found most of the time, the type of preaching that is going to help you the most is when you have someone who is going systematically one passage at a time through a book of the Bible. And here's the reason why is if you go through a topic or if you're having one on peace that day, so you're going to have scripture over here and scripture over there, scripture over there. If you know the Bible very well, so that when they talk about those various unconnected scriptures, you know their background, you know the context, that's fine. But the average churchgoer has no idea the context of Philippians chapter 4, or Proverbs chapter 26, or Ecclesiastes chapter 4. Even I just say it out loud, you have no idea. So therefore, since the average Christian doesn't know, because we've never been taught in this generation, Sunday school is no more, unfortunately, we have to then teach one another God's word by going one passage at a time so that within the context of scripture, we can learn what God's word is saying. And hopefully that also slowly starts to teach us how to read God's word ourselves. And so once again, I am not against topical preaching. As a matter of fact, I think it's wonderful and you can cover you know, a topic very, very well. The problem is not the preaching. The problem is us, the average churchgoer who has no idea what the Word of God is anymore. And so topical preaching for a lot of us, good topical preaching for a lot of us, is over our heads. You know, because it assumes you know all 66 books of the Bible and most all the major themes. But if you don't know all of those, it is better for you, for your spiritual growth, to line by line, passage by passage, and learn. And so if you want a biblical worldview, this is the thing you do. Number one, read God's Word every day. And apply it. Number two, go to a church. Or should I say it like this? I don't want you to leave your church if your pastor does something different. But find yourself a place, like an online or someplace, where you can listen to, line by line, passage by passage, systematic Bible preaching for the sake of learning God's Word. Here's number three. Number three is engage in Christ-honoring, in a Christ-honoring community that talks about working out your walk with God together. A Christ-honoring community. At our church, we call them life groups. But a Christ-honoring community where you can walk out your relationship with God together. Do you know that I have had ideas that I thought were awesome? I read it in the Bible. I thought it was great. Journaled it. Thought it was amazing. And then I take it to my life group friends. And I had life group friends that loved me enough to tell me that was dumb. <laughs> Like, Brandon, where in the world? That is not what that means. What do you mean? You don't know. Like, yeah, actually, I do. I had that thought, you know, not, not too long ago myself. And that is not what that means. Here, let me show you. And you know what they did? They saved me from getting into error and maybe even messing myself up. And you know what I've done? I have talked to people after church on Sundays. And they'll tell me something. And it's the most left field, weird whatever. And I'll say, where, where did you, where did you pick that up? If you don't mind me asking, well, 
they're asking because they think that they have just given me a heavy revelation, right? And like, oh no, I, I thought about that years ago. And I said, can, can you show that to me in the Bible? Oh, I don't, I don't need to show it to you in the Bible. Lord, just put it in my heart. Did you know that everything that is in your heart may or may not be from the Bible, be from God, because the Bible says that the heart is deceitfully wicked. So if it doesn't line up with Scripture, it probably didn't come from the Holy Spirit. And they get mad at me and walk away because they didn't have anybody for years while it was still a theory to tell them it was wrong. And so they went from a theory to probably right to right to I'm willing to die on that hill. And then some idiot preacher comes up to them and dares to question whether or not it's correct. Not because I'm being mean to them. It's because I care about them. That's, that is wrong and will lead them into serious error and who knows where else. So as a pastor, I want to help them succeed in their walk with God. Well, now I offended them because years ago, while it was still a theory and their heart wasn't attached to it, someone should have told them. Well, I don't know, but it's possible they were not part of a Christ-honoring community where there was safety in that environment. There was trust, this camaraderie, so that they felt like they had space to come and ask. But then also the other people had the space to come and be honest and say, yeah, I I don't know about that one, Brandon. You really should think about that one. I think, is it embarrassing? Sure it is. But at the same time, how grateful. Man, I could have gotten a mess. I could have really messed myself up. And how do you stop from getting weird? <laughs> how do you stop from becoming progressive in your Christianity? How do you stop from just losing your faith by having Christ-honoring friends around you and then giving them permission to speak into your life and then same back? And if you do those things... Now, there's a lot others. You, you need to cultivate worship in your life. You need to cultivate giving in your life. There's other things in serving. But here's, here's the three. And if you do these, that's how you develop a biblical worldview. So here's the last one, and we'll be done. Here's the last time we'll be done for today. Number one is read your Bible every day and apply it. Okay, Apply it to your life the best you can. Number two, go to a church or find a way to listen to consistently encouraging systematic Bible preaching where they are going through the Bible one passage at a time. Not because topical preaching is bad. It's because most of us are going to learn better the concepts of Scripture from systematic passage-by-passage biblical preaching. And then number three, engage in Christ-honoring communities that talk about working out our walk with God together. If you do that... You'll develop a biblical worldview without even realizing it. And then here's, here is actually the bonus tip. And the bonus tip is this, patience. Don't forget that you are constantly being inundated with a lot of voices and messages in your mind. And so the more you're exposed to those things, the more you've got to lean on the ones we talked about today. That's why you got to read your Bible every day. You go on social media every day. You check the news maybe every day. You do all these other things every day. Well, what are you doing to combat that negativity? Exactly. You got to stay in God's word. So you're probably doing better than you realize because you're listening to this today, right? We're growing together as we go. Let me pray for us and we'll be done for today. Father, thank you so much that we can have a biblical worldview. That you didn't just save us and then walk away, but you saved us and then you started to work on us. And that you love us just the way you, we are, but you love us too much to let us stay that way. 
But Lord, once you save us, you go to war with every broken place in our life. And you slowly, systematically, but faithfully set us free from every chain that would hold us down. And then you grow in us a biblical worldview so that we can see them far off and we can walk in freedom every day. Thank you, God, for all you're doing in our life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I love you. I'll see you tomorrow. We dive back in to God's word.